You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. Ladies and gentlemen, we do thank you very much for your attention. And now we invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the takeoff. All right, hard travel guru on the line, Jay Ratliff with True Travel Tales. And our first story, Jay. Um, well, one of the more unusual smuggling stories I think I've ever heard. Hello, Jay. Good morning. I'm just enjoying the music. I oh. thought that was very, very appropriate. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you don't want to take sand from a beach in Italy, uh, especially uh, in, in Sardinia. We had a French tourist that's ordered to pay $1,200 uh, as far as a fine after attempting to fly out of Sardinia with more than four pounds of local sand in his luggage. Apparently, this sand is... Uh, colored is brightly colored, pink, very white. It's just unusual, and it's caused, uh, in fact, a website. I guess last year or the year before that started selling this sand as souvenirs. So the Italian island basically said, "Look, we're going to protect this sand, and if anyone uh, tries to remove it from the beaches, uh, they'll be uh, imposed a fine, and they'll be fined uh, in relation to how much you know it weighed." And uh, go from there. And, and this individual was fined twelve hundred dollars for four pounds of sand. I'm, I'm assuming and I've never been to that that part of Italy to try to find out if there's signs around that warn you constantly: do not remove, do not remove, that type of thing. But uh, yeah, this individual got hammered with uh, sand in his possession and had had to pay twelve hundred bucks for it. Now he was trying to get it on an airplane. How was he? How did he get busted? I mean, what was he doing to try to smuggle it on? It, it was just in check luggage. It was in uh, what appeared to be some used uh, water bottles. It just been filled up with sand, like you maybe would have done it at the beach. Threw it in his carry on or his check luggage, and then as they're screening and checking things as they do now uh, to, before you fly, whoops, where'd the sand come from? And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're getting some uh, additional attention uh, because of uh, what you're trying to put. In your uh, bag, not not drugs, not a bunch of cash, you know, nothing of that kind of nature, just sand. But you know, I guess you don't want to mess around, and I guess it makes sense. If enough people take sand over the years, you're not going to have a beach. Yeah, I know California does that when on some of their beaches. It's uh, I think it's life in prison with no hope of parole if you take a seashell. So after after they shoot you, yes, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Now, Jay, I can't imagine some of the frustration of trying to make sure that your toddler is keeping the mask on because you know sometimes they just don't want to do that and mm -hmm. apparently southwest airlines just didn't want to deal with it either well southwest has a policy if you have a child that is two years of age or older they are required to wear the mask now the situation that just happened with southwest and this mom and the two-year-old it doesn't set well with me and, I, and i'll tell you why because this mom was flying with her, her two-year-old son i think they've flown four or five times since the mask requirement has been put in place without any problems at all, flying from Fort Myers to Chicago, the plane is taxing away from the gate. And apparently the toddler was just starting to eat his snack, but apparently he was not eating it fast enough. 
The flight returned to the gate where the mom and the two-year-old boomed, booted right off the plane. Southwest Airlines, of course, was asked for a reason, and they said that they acknowledge many times we as customers need to briefly remove our face covering, you know, for eating, drinking, or taking medicine. But Southwest went on to say that we expect these instances to be very brief, and customers should put their face covering back on as soon as possible. So obviously here we have a felony because there's a two-year-old that's testing the rules to see what he can get away with and unfortunately was not eating his snack fast enough. And I don't know how how fast a toddler is supposed to uh, react as far as eating, but yeah, I really thought this was an overreach because, to me, the idea is you want to be – you want that, that two-year-old to be happy and you know, screaming and things of this nature. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I just think it was a, a situation where a flight attendant, and again, I don't know everything that happened, uh, but it just seems like an overreach to me by, you know, not having enough time. Because I've talked to many people who said, Jay, I bag, a ba- uh, I bag a, or excuse me, uh, buy a bag of chips. I'll get it there in a minute. And I eat them slowly as we're flying, you know, ship yeah. every three minutes or something. Well, don't pull that on Southwest Airlines, apparently, because, uh, you know, they're going to they're gonna boot you off the plane if you don't eat fast enough. Yeah, I mean, traveling with a toddler is tough enough in normal times. They can't imagine now. And, uh, you know. They, they deserve a medal for that. You're right. Jeez. <laughs> also, on the, you know, while we're talking about Southwest Airlines, apparently their CEO saying it could take quite a while for uh, things to bounce back for the airlines, right? Yeah, Gary Kelly, the CEO for Southwest, and again, Southwest is the airline. They're the ones that make money when no one else is making money. They've never laid anyone off. They're, you know, for for an airline that once was outlawed to fly, or you know, prohibited by law to fly outside the state of Texas, as other airlines were uh, protecting their turf, Southwest has had to go through a lot. And they were asked about how they're positioning the airline for the challenges to come. And Gary Kelly says, "Look." We recognize there's a lot of people that are saying that the airline industry is going to take two or three years to recover. He says, we don't buy that. We think it's going to be a lot longer. We think it could be up to 10 years before the airline industry returns to the point that we were just at in January. That, that to me, just blows my mind. But when you look at the specifics, the people that are traveling, at least over the summer, from some of the initial data that we've been able to kind of crunch, have been mostly on the leisure side. That's the that's the increase in travelers we've seen. Now, look, even at a peak, we were only hitting like eight hundred thousand a day, and uh, at that point in time, you're looking at still well off the two two and a half million people that were flying or should have been flying that time on a daily basis. So we've got a long way to go. But it's coming on the leisure side from the recovery, not so much the corporate side. So when I hear Southwest Airlines, whose main demographic is the leisure traveler say it's going to take 10 years or close to it to fully recover. I'm telling you, if it goes anywhere near that length of time, uh, the airline industry will change as we've never seen it change before. And we've discussed in the past weeks about companies that have, for the first time ever, embraced the technology of video conferencing. And they're finding that it's affordable, it's cheap, and, uh, you know, it's effective and easy to use. And when you have all of those components, they're thinking, gee whiz, you know, if we can save money on our travel by doing this, many times having people work from home and be more effective, let's do it. And that's a concern that a lot of airline industry executives have as we move forward, just how fast these corporate people are going to be coming back to travel. All right, True Travel Tales and Jay Ratliff, if uh, folks have questions uh, to you about travel or the stock market, you're pretty good mm-hmm. about answering all that. 
Hey, I love stocks. You know that. I'm, I'm my portfolio. Everyone loves them now, don't they? <laughs> well, yeah, they are. They are. And I tell you, when you look at how the stock market's going, it, it's fun to look at your portfolio for sure. But uh, be careful on any of the transportation stocks, especially the airline stocks. They will get a little bit of a bump uh, when they get their October. Uh, relief money that's going to come from the government sometime this month before October 1st, but it's going to be minimal bounce. Be careful, though, on airline stocks. But look, if you have an airline problem, and I hear from a lot of people that are fighting the airlines over different things, reach out to me at jratliff.com. Explain to me what's going on, and we'll see what we can't do about attacking the airline industry or the airline together to see if we can get something resolved. You won't get free flights for the rest of your life, but uh, we will certainly try to get anything addressed to make sure the airlines do what they're supposed to do. All right, next one. Hey, Jay Ratliff, thanks so much. Have an incredible day, my friend. Thank you. You too, sir. Jay Ratliff.